today. Welcome to What Would Kay Say? I am your host, Kay Edwards. If you are joining me for the first time, I want to say again, welcome. Glad you decided to stop by for a listen. If you like what you hear and want to hear more, you can find all of my previous shows on my show page at RadioFreeBrooklyn.com. I am also on Spotify and iTunes. If you want to send me a message, you can write me at whatwouldkaysay at gmail.com. And I would love for you to follow me on Instagram at today. Well, can you believe that this is the last Sunday of the month? And I'm definitely feeling it. I'm feeling the effects of the change in the weather. I'm feeling the effects of the change of the seasons. I'm feeling tired. Now, how many of you are aware that this is a real thing? Feeling tired, mood swings, headaches, changing in, changes in your sleeping habit. All of those symptoms are due to 
SAD, otherwise known as Seasonal Affective Disorder. This is a type of depression that's related to the changes in the seasons. So I know I've gone through this since I was, I guess I really noticed it when I was a teenager, but it was probably happening even before then. But as a child, you don't realize what's going on with you. But I really started paying attention to it from when I was a teenager and I go through it all the time. So I'm going to do a show discussing this disorder and the effects that it has on individuals because I know that I am not the only one that suffers from this. So I think it, it's worth talking about. And it didn't dawn on me to speak about it until I started feeling like this today. But that's a topic for another show. Now, today, it's supposed to be chilly, like a real November day, even though this is the last day of October. But we know that October is moving out of the way so November could make its way in. And I guess we just got to get ready for it, right? I hope some of you were able to attend the Wall of Lies yesterday in Soho. I'm sure that it was a lot of fun. I wasn't able to attend because I had to work. But I'm sure everyone that did go got very enlightened from what they saw. Now, we're entering into the holiday season. Can you believe it's that time of the year again already? Well, it makes sense because you figure if I just celebrated my anniversary this last week, and I started last year, this, this te- you know, this time going into the holiday season. And of course, you know, it started with the Halloween episode. But for those of you who celebrate Halloween, I'm happy for you. And with that being said, our topic today is going to be angels. Now, as usual, I want to get you into your thinking mode So I'm going to pose a question. How many of you believe in angels? Do you believe that they bring messages from God? And do you think that you have a guardian angel? Now, we know that the Bible speaks of angels. And today we're going to look deep into how they are used and why they exist. Now, let's begin at the beginning and state that angels were created by God. And as usual, everything I'm reading will be read from the New King James Version. So now we start out with Genesis 2 and 1. Thus, the heavens and the earth and all the host of them were finished. Now, the host of them Who's the host of them? Angels. Colossians 1, 16. For by him, all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones of powers or rulers or authorities, all things were created by him and for him. So that right there lets us know God created the angels and the angels were created to glorify and worship God, the father and God, the son. Now, 
angels have a will. Angels have the ability to exercise their own will. And our first encounter with an angel exercising their will is with the fallen angel mentioned by the name in the Bible, Lucifer. Lucifer was a beautiful and high ranking angel and he became the first angel to rebel against God. Now for that, we're going to look at Isaiah 14, 12 to 14. How you are fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning. How you are cut down to the ground. You who weakened the nations, but you have said in your heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will also sit on the mount of the congregation on the farthest side of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the most high. And now Jude 1 and 6 tells us that all the angels who did not keep their proper domain, but left their own abode, he has reserved in everlasting chains under darkness for the judgment of the great day. So see, angels did have, they did exercise their own will. As it showed you right there in Isaiah, how Lucifer wanted to be God and he was saying what he was going to do and all the other angels that didn't want to stay in their positions, they left and God has a place for them waiting at the judgment day. Now, we also can know angels as being the messengers of God. They take an interest in what is happening to humans. Now, this is evident in our next encounter with the angel. This is when the angel confronts Hagar in Genesis chapter 16, verses 7 to 13. Now, the angel of the Lord found her by a spring of water in the wilderness, by the spring on the way to Shur. And he said, Hagar, Sarai's maid, where have you come from and where are you going? She said, I am fleeing from the presence of my mistress, Sarai. And the angel of the Lord said to her, return to your mistress and submit yourself under her hand. Then the angel of the Lord said to her, I will multiply your descendants exceedingly so that they shall not be counted for multitude. And the angel of the Lord said to her, behold, you are with child and you shall bear a son. You shall call his name Ishmael because the Lord has heard your affliction. He said he shall be a wild man. His hand shall be against every man and every man's hand against him. And he shall dwell in the presence of all his brethren. Then she called the name of the Lord who spoke to her. You are the God who sees me. For she said, have I also seen him who sees me? As you can recall, we spoke about this when we said the names of God. El Roye, the God who sees me. In that encounter, we see that the angel was used as a messenger from God to Hagar. He spoke to her to tell her that God was watching her and was aware of everything that was happening to her. 
He wanted her to go back so that she would have shelter while she was pregnant with her son. God spoke to her because although her baby was not going to be the child of promise that God spoke about to Abraham, he was still created from the seed of Abraham. So God said that he would multiply Abraham's seed, right? In Genesis 26, 4, and I will make your descendants multiply as the stars of heaven. I will give to your descendants all these lands and in your seed, all the nations of the earth shall be blessed. So when God spoke that to Abraham, he couldn't just say the seeds that come from Sarah, uh, is the ones I'm going to multiply. Any seed that was a seed of Abraham was going to be multiplied. And it, and keeping with his word, God had to honor Hagar's son, right? So when speaking about being a messenger, we also see when an angel went to Daniel didn't speak to him as a messenger, but it also showed that angels are interested in what's happening to humans. Daniel 10 and 14. Now I have come to make you understand what will happen to your people in the latter days, for the vision refers to many days yet to come. And in Luke 15 and 10, likewise I say to you, there is joy in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner who repents. Angels rejoice when a soul has turned back to God because they are concerned with what happens to us. So see, we see here in Daniel where the angels was telling him what's going to happen to his people. So he was giving him a message, but yet still telling him because he was concerned about what was going to happen to the people. And then in Luke, it says how the angels rejoice over a soul that is returned back to God, a sinner who repents. And once again, in Psalm 34, 7, the angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him and delivers them. So right there, if you have an angel of the Lord encamping himself around you, then that's like having a guardian, right? That's like having a guardian because he's watching. If he's encamped around you, that means he's watching you and he's making sure that you're protected. Now with all that we see that angels do, we must remember that one, angels must answer to Christ. Two, angels are servants of Christ. And three, angels report to God. First Peter 3.22. Who has gone into heaven and is at the right hand of God, angels and authorities and powers having been made subject to him. Now that was Peter talking about Christ in heaven. And in Job 1 and 6, we see, now there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord and Satan also came among them. So in the first one, we see, where Christ has authority over angels, right? Because Christ is seated at the right hand of God and he has authority over angels and he has the power. And in Job, we see how the angels have to report to God because there came a day when the sons of God came to present themselves 
and Satan was with them. Because you remember, Satan was a fallen angel, the first fallen angel. So now, most importantly, angels are not meant to be worshipped. Now I know we love to talk about angels. We love to think about them. We love to think about all the things they do. But Revelation 19 and 10 tells us, although we have a tendency to look at angels as though they are like God, they are not God. They are not to be worshipped. And I fell at his feet. Right. This is Revelation 19:10, And I fell at his feet to worship him. But he said to me, see that you do not do that. I am your fellow servant. And of your brethren who have the testimony of Jesus, worship God for the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. That right there, when the angel was replying to John, when he fell at his feet to worship him, there is only one God to be worshiped and he shall have none before him. Because if you remember in Deuteronomy 6, 13 to 14, he stated clearly, you shall fear the Lord your God and serve him and shall take oaths in his name. You shall not go after other gods, the gods of the peoples who are all around you. For the Lord your God is a jealous God among you. Least the anger of the Lord your God be aroused against you and destroy you from the face of the earth. Now, when it comes to counting angels, angels are too numerous to count. And this is stated in, this is stated in Psalm 68, 17. The chariots of God are 20,000, even thousands of thousands. The Lord is among them as in Sinai, in the holy place. And Hebrews 12, 22 tells us, but you have come to Mount Zion and the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, to an innumerable company of angels. So they are just too many. When God created them, he created them in mass, masses. There's so many angels. Now, surprisingly, with all of those angels that he created, there are only three angels that were named in the Bible. We have Gabriel, we have Michael, and we have Lucifer, who we spoke about earlier. And out of those three angels, Michael is the only angel to be called an archangel. He is described as one of the chief princes. And this means that he is an angel ranked highest or in charge of the other angels. And although we don't know the names of the other angels that God created, we know that they are also known as seraphim, as we find out in Isaiah 6, 1, 2. How far am I going down in this story with Isaiah? I'm going down to 6 to... Eight, And it starts out with, in the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord sitting on a throne, high and lifted up, 
and the train of his robe filled the temple. Above it stood seraphim. Each one had six wings. With two, he covered his face. With two, he covered his feet. And with two, he flew. And one cried to another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is filled of is full of his glory. And the post of the door were shaken by the voice of him who cried out. And the house was filled with smoke. So I said, woe is me, for I am undone because I am a man of unclean lips and I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips for my eyes have seen the king the lord of hosts then one of the seraphim flew to me having in his hand a live coal which he had taken with tongs from the altar and he touched my mouth with it and said behold this has touched your lips your iniquity is taken away and your sin purged whoa to sum it all up angels do exist they are sometimes referred to as chariots sons of god even messengers they are looking out for your well-being and although they are subject to god and christ they have the ability to exercise their own will and I think with all that, it's a good time for a music break. You have been listening to What Would Kay Say on Radio Free Brooklyn. Dear God, I've been trying awful hard to make you proud of me. But it seems The harder that I try Oh, the harder it becomes And I feel like giving up Most of the time I've been chasing their approval and it's killing me And I know The more I try to prove Oh, the less I have to show And I'm stuck inside my head Most of the time If I pray a little harder, if I follow the rules, I wonder could I ever be in love? Cause I try and try just to fall back down again. And I ask myself, why do I try to chase the wind? I should lean into the mystery. Maybe hope is found in the melody So I want to try again Oh 
here on Radio Free Brooklyn. Now, it's time for op-ed. And I want to begin this week speaking about the debate. I know that some of you probably watched. I must say that it was better than the first one between the two of them. I did not watch the entire debate, but I saw enough. And enough for me to say, if you have not made up your mind by now, time is growing short. You need to get off the fence and make a choice. I want to mention that this week starts, yesterday actually, started early voting in New York. It's going to be every day this this week up until Election Day, November 3rd. Now, to find out where you have to go to cast your vote, Go to vote.org or call 311 because they can tell you where the polling site is located. Most likely, it will not be at your usual polling site that you use to vote at on November 3rd. They have designated specific locations for early voting. So you need to find out before you go out to try and, and vote. And I have a question. Have you guys caught any of the episodes of this season's Fargo? Now, I didn't watch any of the other seasons, but everyone has been telling me, watch season four, it's really good. So I finally caught up, but this past week, I found this, that episode, just a part of it was just so interesting. The writers for this show are, uh, they're excellent. They are so spot on. And now I'm just going to give a little synopsis and then tell you what, which part I found so interesting and why. Now, this season is about two families, two crime families, right, that's trying to run a town. One is Italian and one is black. They're feuding between each other, and now the feuding has escalated to the point where they're about to go to war between each other, right? So the Italian family, they have cops on their payroll. So, of course, they have the cops do their bidding. So the, um, the head of the Italian family wants to show the black family who's boss and teach them a lesson. So he has the cops bust into their warehouse and arrest them and go to all the juke joints that they hang out in and arrest them and they steal their money and they place one in a chokehold with a baton and they're just doing all this stuff, right? For no probable cause, they're just doing it. But the interesting part of the story comes when the mob boss of the Italian gang goes to the jail to visit the black criminal, well, the black families, um, you know, their, their guys, once they're in jail, he goes there to see them. And he gives them a little speech as he's talking to them as they're behind bars. So he's walking back and forth in front of the cell, and then they pan into the cell, and you see them standing there looking at him as he's walking back and forth outside the cell. And he says to them, he says to them, how America loves criminals and underdogs winning fights against the proverbial man, but only if they're white. 
America loves a good crime story. Now I'm paraphrasing what he said. America loves a good crime story because America is a crime story. America looks at me and sees a man that's using crime to get ahead. And they're okay with that. But America looks at you, meaning that when he's looking at the guys in the, the, in the cell, and he says, when America looks at you, all they see is crime. And when he said that, I was like, and there's, well, there was so much more to it that he had said. But the way he was telling the story, he was telling the story of what's going on here today. Now, this was supposed to have taken place. They have the scenery going back to like 1950-something. But everything that he was saying is what is actually happening now. And I just thought it was just so well written the way they had him speaking to them when they were behind bars and just the way they had the camera panning back and forth, him outside talking and them behind the bars just standing there watching them. But so if you haven't really caught it, maybe, you know, try and catch some of the episodes of it or try to, you know, binge it to see because it's, it's really good this season. But with that, I want to say yes, everybody go out, do your early voting if you can. If not, make up your mind by November 3rd so you can do your voting. And with this being the last day of the month, our word of the month is still going to be commit. But I promise, I promise for the last day, for the last Sunday in October is going to come from Galatians 6 and 2. And it states, bear one another's burdens and so fill the law of Christ. So with that, I want to say everyone have a wonderful, blessed Sunday. Be kind to one another. Take care of one another. Help someone who may need help. Please, people, wear your mask. Wash your hands. Social distance. And until we meet again next week, God willing, peace. The ones who feel like they are defeated Too weak to stand back up and fight For the ones to run and he is waiting Like a fire with arms open wide Won't you lift your eyes from To hang their heads in shame 
que me supiste dar Te ignoré tantas veces, ya no lo puedo negar Y me duele saber que hiciste el bien cuando te hice mal Y tal vez estas lágrimas no te convencerán Pero si me dejas Fue porque quiero estar contigo, te rodillas te suplico por favor, no me rechaces te pido perdón, prometo ya no ser el mismo, solo dame otra oportunidad, dime si quieres poder y yo vuelvo, porque quiero estar contigo, te rodillas te Prometo ya no ser el mismo Solo dame otra oportunidad Dime que quieres volver a empezar Everybody in the building say it.
Can't yeah. yeah.